Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Psy Effect, a show that deals with hot topics from all directions. And now, introducing the funny, the talented, the charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host, I am Psy. Hello, hello, world, and welcome to another edition of The Side Effect. And it's your girl, of course, yours truly, I am Psy. And today, I have a special guest. But before I get to my special guest, let me introduce you my co-host, Sweet Daddy. What's poppin', Sweet Daddy? Are you there? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, Psy? Sweet Daddy, you know, in place, you know, ready to get it poppin'. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, you know how I do. I am excited today. I'm good. I'm excited, and I have a special show for all the wrestling fans out there. Sweet, are you a a wrestling fan? Oh, you know it, sir. You know, check it out, man. Wrestling, I mean, you know, get a pumping, man. You know, so I definitely know, right? No doubt. See, I've been a wrestling fan since I was like. I'm nine years old. I'm 21 now, so I'm still young and new to the game. But, like, since I was nine years old, shut up, don't even say anything. I've been a wrestling fan, and I grew up on Hulk Hogan, Lex Luger, The Fabulous Ones, Kendall Wendell. Uh Uh-oh, I think I went too far back. I'm telling my real true age right now. But those are the wrestlers that I grew grew up on. Who do you who did you watch when you watched um, wrestling tweet? Oh man, back in the day, you know it was Dusty Rose, um, you know Ivan um, right, Koloff, right. you know he, you know he was enemy, you know he had all the stuff going on with the overseas, you know um, conflicts. Yeah, yeah, Sweet Brown Sugar, cats like that, man. Oh, you know, yeah. man, I'm seriously, I'm seriously having a flashback. But today, world. All over the world, I have a very special guest. I have professional wrestler, Ram Man. Ram Man is a professional wrestler. He's been in the game for over 20 years. And I want to welcome him to the side effect. So we got to definitely give him a warm side effect room. Ram Man! Yes, yes, yes. Hello, hello, everybody. How you doing, Sai? Who is Daddy? What's going on, Big Ram? I'm hanging in there, man. What are we going to talk about today? Let's get it popping. Man, thank you first for coming on the show. You know, you're part of my, my secret group on Facebook, and we've been friends for a minute there. Thank you for taking a moment. I know you have a crazy busy schedule right now, and you're calling from out of town. You're on the road. And I want to, you know, personally thank you for coming on and, you know, just sliding through the side effect today. Hey, you know, the pleasure's all mine. You know, I, I love to help out uh, friends. And um, like I said, anytime somebody want to talk about wrestling, I'm down for it. Now, Ram, you have yeah. tell the people how long you've been wrestling. I kind of sweet it out well, there, but you, you tell them in your own words. How long have you been doing it? Well, actually, it's coming September to be 23 years. Um, I had my very first professional wrestling match in 1987. So I don't know what a lot of your listeners were doing in 1987, but that's when I got it popping. Wow, 1987. Let me let me have a quick flashback to see if I can take myself back to what I was doing. Oh, 1987, I thought I was Janet Jackson. That's what I was doing in 1987. I had my rhythm nation, and I was watching wrestling with my one earring 
and my loop earring in my ear, and I was doing control, watching wrestling with my outfit on. That's what I was doing. <laughs> okay. Ain't that wrong with that? <laughs> that, was, that was a long time. You've been in the game a long time, so you you can tell us some secrets because, you know, I've got a couple of people that want to know what is really going on with wrestling. Is it real? Is it fake? You know, we want to know the dirt. So, so give us some dirt. What What's the blood? The blood in wrestling. Now, do y'all use ketchup or, you know, some Kool-Aid? Is, is that real blood? <laughs> tell us. <laughs> well, like I said, like I say, um, I'm gonna tell you like it is, and you know, I, I know a lot of people ain't gonna believe me when I tell them, but all I can do is tell you, it's up to you. You choose to believe it. The blood that all you right. see is real blood. The blood is real oh, blood yeah. that you see. And um, basically, what it is it, real blood. If you can make your opponent bleed, the more money you get. So I mean, and um, basically, go ahead. So, so you got brothers out there trying to lose gallons of blood for the paper, right? Basically, um, the like I said, you know, it's, it's it's basically like sports entertainment, just like um Vince McMahon said, um, the 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 clotheslines, the the forearms to the back, the the slaps in the chest, the kicks to the stomach, all that stuff is real. So when people say that wrestling is fake, you know, it, it, it's it's you, you can't really say that because what we doing in there, we putting our bodies on the line to entertain. Okay, yeah, it's a big show. But the the physical aspect of it is no joke. I mean, I have right now, I, I tore my left knee up. I have two screws in my left knee. Um, I have still have scratches across my forehead that I got back in, like, the 90s, you know, wrestling Abdullah Butcher. I don't know if anybody ever heard of him. But, um, yeah, I've he used that him. fork. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he used yeah, that fork on my head plenty of times. You know, so, wow. and, and, and basically, um, you know, I, I made a, a, a big name for myself over Puerto Rico. You know, I'm well-known over there. Um, you know, I did a little mm-hmm. stand in Japan. You know Germany and places, so I travel and um, I enjoy doing it. Wow, that is amazing! Now, how long? I know you you've been doing wrestling for a couple of years now, but I also know you have your own company. Can you tell us about that? Yes, it's um called the National Wrestling Council. Um, it's based out of Miami. Um, that's where I'm originally from, so that's why I wanted to put it there. Um, like you said, um, I'm right now on the road now, um, negotiating with TV um people about um getting the show aired down in um the Miami, you know, the Broward Day County and hopefully right. one day I get it so big where it'll be seen all over the world. So that's basically right. what I'm doing now because I'm getting a little older now, so you know, I'll soon be ready to stop wrestling because uh, the body ain't gonna take it too much longer. And I wanna set yeah. something up for, you know, young guys that's coming out of the academy, they'll have a place to come wrestle once they finish the academy. Now speaking of the academy, a lot of people don't know that there is actually a wrestling school that you have to go to prior to, you know, actually getting a job on television or traveling doing it. Can you tell us how that works? Yeah, exactly. Um, what you have to do, um, you have to go to a wrestling academy, and um, it all depends on the person that's um, doing it. Um, if you are nine times out of ten, side, if you are a professional, not professional, if you're an athlete, like say, for example, you played high school football or you ran track or you played basketball, if you're an athletic person anyway, you can learn everything you need to learn up to about like maybe I'll say a year. But if you're a non-athletic person and you're trying to learn how to do this, it'll probably take you maybe a year and a half to learn everything you need to learn. Um, we don't have football players come through the wrestling academy. They thought it was easy, and they end up spitting up and quitting because, you know, the regiment was too hard. So, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you another thing, so as far as professional wrestlers go, 
We could, mm-hmm. we will respect the fans, or we'll respect anybody that comes to us and say, "Look, I, I, I appreciate what y'all guys do. Y'all put y'all bodies on the line. Y'all mm-hmm. do it to entertain us. We appreciate it." Opposed to somebody coming up to a wrestler saying that, "Oh, that's what y'all do is fake." Because if it was so easy, then why they not doing it? Right, right. Now you know, I, I can, I can feel the passion in your voice, and it sounds like you know you about to give a, a, a phone ass whooping. So I want to apologize for saying <laughs> wrestling was. Um, say I'm sorry, man. Um, I'm, I'm my dad. You know, I can feel that slap through the phone right now. So. Well, you know, uh, hey, you, you know me, I'll be sitting on this phone right now, you know, it's almost like I'm at work. Uh, you know, when we get ready to get in front of that camera, they tell us, to, uh, you know, you're going to be talking about this guy, what you're going to be doing to this guy, and they count down, five, four, three, two, one, and then you got to start talking about what you're going to do to a person. So me being on this right. phone right now, just like me being at work, so I'm getting hyped. So excuse me if I am a little too hyped. Now, all right, because, you know, I was getting scared for a minute because I can just feel the heat. So I had to look at the phone and be like, damn, did I feel a punch because my cheek started hurting? <laughs> <But laughs> no, nah, you do a sweet let's, let's go back real quick. Let's go back before 1987, before you actually said, I want to be a wrestler. Were you, like, as a kid, sitting in front of the television like most of us were doing, eating cereal, and you were watching wrestling one day, and you said, Mama, that's what I want to do. I want to wrestle. Did it start like that? Oh, uh, Basically, you know, funny you should say it, but that's basically almost how I started. Um, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler since I was eight years old, and I'll give you a quick um, background on the story. The first time I went to a professional wrestling match, um, I went with my uncles, and that was on um, at the Miami Beach Convention Center in Miami. And, um right. They was um my mom had them babysit me and they were gonna to go to the wrestling matches that night and I remember them saying my mom saying could you babysit them for me and my uncle was saying well we're going to the wrestling tonight so if you give me a couple of dollars we'll take him with us so they ended up right. taking me with them and when, and when I got there to the convention center and I saw that ring sitting there and I saw those guys coming to the ring looking bigger than life and I was like that's what I wanted to do so you know um like I said then I um, went to high school and graduated from American High School and then um. I went off to um, college to Bethune, and then once I got to Bethune, I realized that really college wasn't for me. So I was like, well, let me get this wrestling thing a try, and then I've been doing it ever since. Wow, that is what's up. So the mm-hmm. uncles took you to a wrestling match. They were babysitting you. Damn, thank God it wasn't a pimp convention. Can you imagine what you'd be doing right now if you were? <laughs> yeah. I, I was just saying. Yeah, you try to get me in trouble. I ain't going to say nothing crazy. You try to get me in trouble. I, okay, I, I, I ain't trying to get you in trouble, but... You know, I'm on Facebook this morning, and, you know, I've been heavily trying to promote this this interview with you. And, you know, a couple of people on Facebook have some questions, so I'm going to head to Facebook really quick and read a couple of questions that they ask. Okay, Tammy okay. B., she wants me to ask if there are any springs in the floorboard of the ring that make stunts look more intense when you are slammed. No, um, the, a wrestling ring is the, the the base the the frame I should say is made of steel. Um, it has steel beams running across both ways. Um, on top of the steel is um two by four like platform wooden platforms, and then they put plywood on top of that. And then so you won't get no splinters or anything in your back once you hit the canvas or whatever. Okay. They lay they put a, a rug across that, and then they just lay the canvas across the rug, and then there you go. And the ring ropes are made out of uh like a telephone cable, um, like, you know, the kind of cable that builds a telegram poles and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, um, that's just covered by um, a water hose, and once they tighten that up, trust me, when somebody throws you into those ropes, you feel that cross your back, trust me. I need one of those for my bed. 
I can use. And you can you get one of those when you come back and hook up some stuff? And you know, well, anyway, we'll talk about that off air. Okay. <laughs> now, I have another question from Facebook. They want to mm-hmm. know. Let me see, because you know my dyslexia be playing a huge part in my reading sometimes. Hold on, me. Someone wants to know. Will you be interested in creating an outreach program for the inner city kids to direct them into something more positive? And, and see, once again, wow, great man, great minds think alike. Um, that's that's basically what I want to do. Also, once I actually hang up my boots and 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 try to get my company out there, I want to try to tie my company into doing something just like that, to where I can help kids. Um, you know, do it like an after-school program, have something for them yeah. to do once they get out of school opposed to running the streets. Um, I'm looking into that as we speak, as a matter of fact, and hopefully I can get some um, um, some help with that because um, it's still new to me. Happy. And, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you definitely put it out in the universe, and it shall be answered. I'm a true believer in that. So by that person asking the question, and I'm sure they're listening to the interview, perhaps, you know, at the end of the interview when you give out your information, they will connect with you and discuss taking that to that idea to another level. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now, you're not just a wrestler. You're not just a business owner. Um, Mm -hmm. Man also do a little acting on the side. So tell us about your projects and what you're working on right now. Yeah, right now I'm currently doing a movie. um, The name of the movie is called Brothers Keeper. I play uh, the character D-Love, which is a big drug lord um, that's trying to um, take over the streets of Miami. Um, Basically, um, it's like a... Uh, I screwed up. A guy brought me into his fold to to show me the street life, and as he showed me everything that he knew, I ended up stabbing him in the back and taking over his company and stuff like that. And um, basically, this is another young guy that's trying to do the same thing to me that I did to the um, the guy that brought me in. So it's a really nice movie. Wow. Um, a lot of street. And like I say, um, if you have young kids, I wouldn't advise them to take a look at it because it's a lot of profanity. I ain't even know I could cuss that okay. much. You said you were you were adding extra words to the script that wasn't there, weren't you? Exactly. You know, I like to add lib because that's how they do it in wrestling. They just tell you, uh, hey, they say, Ram, you're going to wrestle out of the, the Super Destroyer next week in, in Kentucky and, and just talk about that. And then I just add, say what I got to say. Now, Ram, I want to know, in wrestling, do you get to pick to be the bad or good person? How does that work? Do you get up one morning and say, okay, I want to be the bad guy today? Because I know wrestlers, they portray different personalities and um, characters. So how does that work? Well, basically it all depends on the promoter. Um, the, once the promoter, he, the promoter take a look at a guy, like, for example, me, by me being um, six foot two, about 335, and, you know, Ooh. a lot of people sound like uh, – a lot of people sounded like Suge Knight. Um, some um, fans even sounded like Uncle Phil from the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And the yeah, promoter, what he does yeah. is, um, uh, stop that, stop that, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and, but basically, um, what the promoter do, the promoter, um, he'll look at you and he'll determine, okay, I think the fans will like this guy this way, or I think the guys will hate him this way. Um, right now, I'm currently, quote, unquote, the bad guy. And um, so when we when we when we talk about like stuff like this, like what I'm talking about right now, that doesn't mean wrestling fake. It's like you playing a you playing a position. It's almost like football. You know, um, you got some running backs, you got some guys play wide receiver, you got some guys play cornerback. Um, me, you know, if they need a big guy, a big mean guy that night, then they'll say, "Ram man, you know, we want you to go out there and make the people hate you." 
If they need a guy that they want the fans to love, like a big teddy bear, that's my real character anyway. You know, right. they'll send me out there and yes. tell me to get the fans to love me. So, and it all depends on, even with the fans on side, you know, they, they choose, they make the bad guys and the good guys because I can come out there trying to shake hands and stuff like that and people still will boo me because you got some people that like uh, the bad guys. Right, so it, right. It's, it's I love to the, the fans. bad guys. I love the bad guys. But, Ram, I think you have a fan on the line. We're going to go to, let's see, area code 973. 973, okay. you are live on the side stack. We have Ram Man on the line. What's popping, baby? Uh, I'm up here in uh, New York City. What's up, Ram Man? Hi. Well, how you Thank doing, you how for you doing? calling, New York. Oh, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah. You're very welcome. Did you have a question for Ram Man? Yes, I do got two questions. Um, first question is, I see a lot of, um, you know, very well-performed um, matches, you know, top-tier matches where you guys have, you guys are performing upwards of, you know, 60, 70 moves in a match. Uh, my first question is, how much training and goes into, like, a match like that? How much do the guys work with each other? Or is it the type of deal where they just walk in and pop it off? Or how does that work? Okay, um, to answer your first question, um, it's a it's a lot of it takes a lot of time and a lot of training. As far as like um the second question is it's just like what you said, basically it pop we pop it off because like when I go to Puerto Rico, I don't live in Puerto Rico so I don't ever see those guys until I get over there. So basically they'll just uh, tell me, um, Ram Man, you wrestling you know, say um you wrestling this guy Ray um Gonzalez and what happened is um when it's time for us to actually get in the ring and do what we do, I come from one one locker room, he comes from another once we get in the ring, it's like it's like we just do what we do. It's like almost like dancing. Almost, you no, know, they're like dance with the stars or something like that. You just get in the ring, you start tanging. Okay. Wow. Okay. And on the on the okay. independent level, on the female side, um, who are you following or admiring or keep an eye out for? I kind of been big on uh, Canadian ninjas lately. Okay. Well, you know. Um, as far as the female goes, um, I think that's real awesome that women, because I'm a firm believer that a woman could do anything a man could do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the show that's hosted by a woman. But I really believe that. And um, when I see lady wrestlers, I get I get all happy because I'm like, okay, especially when I see them doing that thing. Um, it's um, a couple of um, lady wrestlers that um, that's on the circuit with me. Um, one, her name is, um, she called herself the Temptress, the Temptress Kimberly. Um, mm-hmm. we have, um, one that calls herself, um, Lady Jessica, you know, and it's like these ladies work hard, you know, and, and they bust their tails just like the guys do. Um, so I give them all the respect in the world. Like I said, I have respect for women anyway because a woman raised me. So I have number love Definitely. for the lady. Well, New York, thank you so much for your call, and thank you for tuning in to the Psy Effect, okay? All right. All right, Ram Man. All right, take care, buddy. Now, Ram, we we've gotten in depth about how the wrestling, you know, how it actually works from the inside. Um, can we talk about money? How much? How how lucrative is this type of business? Well, the wrestling business side, to be honest with you, is almost like the movie industry. Um, you know, you hear stories about actors. They tell you when they first got to Hollywood, they had to sleep in their cars. Or they had to, um, you know, like take um, like waitress and waiter jobs to, you know, to try to make yeah. money to survive while they're trying to pursue their career. And wrestling is right. almost the same thing. You don't, you don't come in the wrestling business making a whole lot of money. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna share something with you. My very first professional wrestling match took place at a fire station, and I only got five bucks that night. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so wow. I you mean, got five exactly. bucks to whoop someone's five butt. Dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> because when you, when you first come in the wrestling business, you know, you don't have a name. Nobody knows who you are. So promoters feel like, okay, yeah. why should I pay you? Nobody knows who you are. So you got to make a name right. for yourself. So it, it's kind of mm-hmm. um, hard that way. Um, and I came up the hard way. Um, when I left, I left Miami with 200 bucks in my pocket, went to Indianapolis, ended up sleeping on park benches um, and truck stops. Um, me and my friend Dave, he's deceased wow. now, God rest his soul. Um, we had to steal mm-hmm. fruit out of these little tents to eat. So I had it rough. I had it real rough. Wow. So that the wrestling industry is sort of like being in comedy because I remember my first professional comedy gig. I think I must have made um, $150 to $100. It was so long ago, but I want to say it was $50. And I worked really hard for that fifty dollars for two hours. I, I really did. So I respect I respect anyone that's willing to put their body you you guys put your body on the line to do what you do. And I, I truly respect the grind of, you know, your profession and which is wrestling. You know, I grew up watching wrestling and, you know, I know so many people joke about it being fake, but I I knew that it had to be some, it had to be some realness to it. I mean, to get hit by a, a chair, those and the, I know chairs. Do those chairs hurt? It's like those are those those chairs. Most chairs are like those steel folding chairs. And I'm glad you brought that point up, Sai, because it's a lot of guys. Not even guys on the independent circuit. I'm talking about the big name guys like the Triple H's and the Stone Cold yes. Steve Austin. Um, yes. Steve Austin career was cut short because. He got a neck injury just because he was out there performing. Um, you have oh. you have you have some guys that actually die. Uh, I'm not sure if yeah. your, uh, the fans out there that like wrestling. Um, well, I know that the fans in Canada they know about the hearts. And you had um the, the Owen Hart. Um, he tried to do a stunt and ended up breaking his neck and died right there in the ring. So I oh. mean, I mean wrestling. We t- we take a, we take. A, I'm telling you, it's, that's why wrestlers get offended. When people start talking about, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Yeah. It's not fake. I mean, if you if you send somebody off the ropes and they coming back at you running full speed and you catch an elbow yeah. to your neck or or, or or they flip up in the air and land flat on their back, I mean, that stuff hurt. At the end of the night, most of the time, and I'm quite sure that a lot of wrestlers can attest to this, I can talk for me personally. When I'm finished wrestling, I always got to end up soaking my body in something. Either I got to go sit in the tub in a hotel, full of cold water, because I'd be so sore the next day. Yeah, I can imagine. That's, ooh, boy, much respect, much respect. Now, I think Sweet Daddy has some questions for you also. Sweet, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still up in here. Yeah, Big Ram, um, tell the people out there, I mean, everybody talking about the whole fake issue, but wrestlers have to be in tremendous amount of shape. I mean, you know, I played athletics, you know, I mean, you out there wrestling doing doing a damn thing, but let the folks out there know the, the the shape that a wrestler has to be in. I mean, you see the guys on TV, they ain't just get those, you know, they ain't just get the, the bodies that they have, you know, so let them know that, you know, the type of shape you got to be in and the hard work that goes in, you know, into doing that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, um, you see, like, like Sai mentioned at the beginning of the show, she said um, she was a fan of Lex Luger. Okay, everybody saw the nice million-dollar body Lex Luger had. And then you may see some wrestlers that look like me, you know what I'm saying, that just got the little stomach, you know what I'm saying, don't have a six-pack. But that doesn't mean I'm not in shape. Um, what we, well, me personally, my regimen is um, I, when I'm not wrestling, I'm always in the gym. Um, you know, um, I walk also. I go out to the park and walk, you know, for the cardio. 
And you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be in shape to do this because sometimes promoters want you to wrestle for 15, 20 minutes. And, Ooh. you know, to go 15, 20 minutes constantly moving, you know, you got to be in shape to do that. So, once again, like I said, um, once, once you know, people realize exactly what we got to go through, and I don't get mad when they call it safe, to be honest with you, because it's like they just don't know. Because they, cause they've right. never been in the ring. They've never been to the academy. They don't know what we go through to learn how to do this stuff to entertain them. So, therefore, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really get mad with them. But, yeah, you definitely got to be in shape. Now, Ram, how does your family feel about the profession you've taken? I mean, being that it's, it's, it's entertaining us and millions of people, but it's also putting your, your life in danger. How does your family feel about that? Um, well, like I said, my mom, um, when she's deceased now, God uh, bless her soul, um, she didn't like it. Um, I mean, she never came to none of my matches. Um, I remember when, when I ordered my first professional wrestling boots, and they came through the mail, I was so excited. And I remember running to her saying, Mom, look, you know, my boots are here. You know, now I can, right. um, I'm, I'm actually going to be a professional wrestler. And she looked at me and said that, um, son, if that's what you really want to do, do it. But I don't want you to think that I'm not behind you, but I just can't see you going in the, going in the ring having guys beat you up and getting hit with chairs and yeah. stuff like that. I just can't yeah, take that's it. So hard. She was kind of funny about it. But um, my daughter, I have a 21-year-old, and she don't, she's doing her own thing right now, so she can care less. Uh, my son... <laughs> He's in the football, so he's another one. He's doing his thing. He's trying to get ready to go to college, um, so he can right. care less also. So I don't really have that issue with my family. They don't, they don't too much really care about what I'm doing anyway. Okay. <laughs> now, now, Ram, now, Ram um, question. Yeah, Ram, question for you now. They coming out with this. Uh, you probably heard about this reality TV show with Stone Cold Steve Austin, a couple other cats, where they have this wrestling training camp. I think this has been done before. What are your feelings yeah. and, and thoughts on on a show like that? Well, I, I think it's a, a good thing for the simple fact. Um, if you watch if, if you watch Tough Enough, that's the name of the show you're talking about. If you watch right. that, that's basically how you learn how to be a professional wrestler. Um, those people that you see on there, those are people that probably um they had a casting call, and those are the people they probably picked that had the look. So now they just got to go through the regiment to become professional wrestlers. By the time that show ends, one of those people, the male or the females. Um, one of them going to be professional wrestlers, and you'll see them in the WWE because um, that's their show. That's Vince McMahon's um, brainchild. That's what he does. And that's basically how a wrestling academy runs. If anybody want to know how a wrestling academy is run, watch that show, and you'll see exactly how a wrestling academy runs. Um, wow. I've seen a preview. I saw a preview of them when they had, like, uh, I think they had the people in dog suits, and the dogs were chasing them down. Now, that that don't really happen at a wrestling academy. It's just something they probably added in there. <laughs> but all the stuff that's going on in the ring, um, showing them how to take the rolls, uh, how to take the flips, um, how to get the slams. If you watch that show, you'll basically get the idea how Professional Wrestling Academy is ran. Now, Ram, I have some people in the chat room, and they want to know, do you have a Facebook account or Twitter? Um, yes, I have a Facebook account. You can uh, reach me at um, uh, ramman um, at hotmail.com for the email. Um and the Facebook page is just basically, um, you know, Ram Man, you know. And they can reach me there. You want to have any questions, anything, or you don't know anything, hit me in my inbox. And I'm working on the Twitter thing right now. I just haven't had time to do it because I've been so busy. But I'll soon have that also. Okay. What I'm going to do, I just found your Facebook page, so I'm going to copy and paste that. I'm going to do Big Ram. Is it Big Ram that one? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to copy and paste that and put it in our chat room for the people that are interested for your Facebook page. Now, um, a question from Facebook. They want to – I have 
I have someone that wants to know, um, have you ever gotten your ass whooped in the ring, quote, unquote? <laughs> a lot of times. A lot of really? times. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not what invincible. Time? I mean, I, he would... <laughs> but you're like yeah. three, 300-some pounds. Who 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 could have whooped your behind? That's what I, I want to know. Oh, so I okay. can go beat them. You got, you got some guys. You got some guys out there that's 6'5", you know, 340 Jesus. pounds. Um. You know, um, it's like it's like um, it's almost like basketball side. I mean, them guys play like 82 game season. You know, I mean, everybody know about the Miami Heat. They got the dream team, LeBron, Wade, Bosh. But even them guys lose sometimes. It's like if you wrestling all the time, and like sometimes I wrestle like four times out of the week. And I mean, you may wrestle um, Wednesday night, you may wrestle Thursday night. Come Saturday night, you probably so wore off from wrestling on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that you may say, you know what, man, forget this. I let them have this one. <laughs> and you just ready to go on and, wow. and just rest. So I, I don't, I don't lock a lot of matches. Um, a whole lot of matches. Now, you do you regret what you do? Do you have any regrets on the route that you've taken thus far? I mean, you know, sometimes just because you do something for twenty three years doesn't mean that you're not in love with the job anymore. Do you have the same intensity and love for wrestling as you had when you started? Yes, I um I, I I most definitely do um um like I, like I said um you know and a lot of people seem to think that's let, let me clarify this right quick too while we are talking about it um a lot of people seem to think because when you, when they see a wrestler like myself I've never been in the WWE so and it's not once again it's not the fans' fault because that's all they see on television is the WWE right. you got Friday Night SmackDown yeah. you got Monday Night Raw it's all WWE but wrestling mm-hmm. companies um it's a lot of them out there just some of them just not mainstream. So even though I never made it to the WWE, that doesn't mean I didn't make a name for myself. I made a good name for myself in this business. And to answer your question, Si, I don't regret it at all. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd take the same route. For the simple fact is it made me tough. Like I told you, when I was in a, a city, I, I was in a city where I didn't know nobody. Uh, I'm sleeping on park benches um, um, at uh, truck stops. Crazy. Um, you know, tr- you know stealing the eat, you know, stealing food just so I could eat. And when I finally did get on television um, up in Indianapolis, they just um basically by me being so inexperienced, they put me in the ring with guys that were more experienced than me, and they was mm-hmm. kicking the daylights out of me, and and I was only getting like maybe two hundred bucks for that, you know. But I took that two hundred bucks and I saved and I saved and I saved, and then one guy that was wrestling in the same company I was in, his name was um he called himself Tim Golden, the Golden Lion, and um he just mm-hmm. told me one day, you know, and he was like um Ram, won't you just come stay with me? And um you know and that way you can step in, you can concentrate on your career, and you have a roof over your right. head. And you know, and he took care of me basically, and that's why I was able to do it. And um, to this day, he's a real good friend of mine. That's awesome. Now, I think there was another question that I had, but it completely escaped me. Um, well, hey, sir, check this out. Yeah, Big Ram, let me ask you this, bro. This is for the fellas out there. The fellas want to know. The fellas want to know <laughs> two questions actually. The first one. You know how fine are the lady female wrestlers? You know, tell the fellas about that because a lot of a lot of people don't realize. Lot of women out there, man, they got on you know, nothing and the whole next to nothing. And, and you know, I I've seen some female matches, but let the fellas know you you up close and personal. But let the fellas oh, know what's up with that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell it to you like this, sweet daddy. Um, to keep it real with you, man, um, I do be around a lot of lady wrestlers and. And to be honest with you, I don't, I mean, and, and, and granted, they are fine. I'm not going to, some of them, are, I'm telling you, they're gorgeous. 
But I look at them as like one of the guys. You know, I mean, now outside of wrestling, you know, I have um, you know, I've had lady friends or I met somebody in a town and and you know when I come to town, I you know, you know, I wind and dine them and this and that and other. But I try not to get involved with lady wrestlers for the simple fact that. It's hey, like, you, you see them all the time. <laughs> that too. And it's like, and it's, hey, and hey. it's almost like it's almost like a marriage, man. You, I mean, you see, I mean, you, if you marry, you see your wife or your significant other, you see them every day. So it's like I, I don't want to be with this girl and we in the same city every night. And because I mean, okay, just, but they, I'm your girl. Ram, I'm your girl. Why don't you completely honest with the world and say you don't want to? Look or get involved with anyone, any female you wrestle with, because you know they'll whoop that ass too. Just <laughs> keep it one thousand. Yeah, if I let them. Keep it one thousand. <laughs> if, if I let them. Uh, it, it's like, it, 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 but I, I know you can't. But to be honest with you, like I said, sweet daddy, um, the, 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 the ladies are gorgeous. Um, you know they they nice people. But I've seen a lot of guys lose their um, like you know, bring their girlfriends into professional wrestling. And they always lose them to wrestlers in the business. And so I made it a point. Wow. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a story about my kid's mom. My kid's mom, I met her in wrestling. She's a, a manager. She's a managed wrestlers. And um, mm-hmm. it was this one particular um, quote-unquote storyline that the promoter put together to where she, she used to um, manage this guy named Steve Collins, the party animal. And he had two party girls, her and it was another lady. And they did a, a match where if, the, if Steve Collins lost the match, then – this other manager gets to choose which one of the party girls he wanted. And I'm sitting oh, in the back boy. of the locker room, and, and me and her, and we're dating at this time now, and I'm sitting in the locker room, and he lost the match, and they chose my girl. And when they chose oh. my girl, you know, they started spinning her around, like looking her up and down like a piece of meat. And I'm like, oh, heck no. No, that ain't going to work. Oh. So I, I basically I basically told her, look, if, you, if we're going to be together, you can't be in this wrestling business because I don't see a lot of um, relationships go down the wayside in this wrestling business. Yeah. It's a, you get you get on that road. I mean, some of the lady wrestlers, sweet day that you're talking about, some of them have boyfriends and they go on the road. They wrestle night after night. The boyfriend home. They're on the road with other guys. You know, you get lonely. You know, you get start to drinking and one thing lead to another. They Drink alcohol, huh? Just yeah, a lot of things. Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> a lot of things. I know a lot of things. I'm telling you, man. And, and, and like I say, fans would be surprised when when you when you sit in in the audience and you waiting on the show to start and you watch you looking at the empty ring and you see people coming in take their seats. You'll be surprised what's Wait. going on behind the scenes. I can imagine. That's all. That's a whole different reality show in itself. Aside from exactly. an actual wrestling school, they they need to go behind the scenes when the wrestlers go home and go to bed. I want to know what really happens. But. Yeah, somebody right. need to follow my man, Big Ram, and yeah, that's that's the next that's the next move, Big Ram. Your own reality oh, show, no doubt. follow Big Ram. You know what I'm saying? Call it that. Call it following Big Ram. You just following I mean, Big Ram, filming the whole the whole nice, twenty four. You know what I'm saying? The whole twenty four seven. You know what I'm saying? That that'd be hey, that'd be a hot show right there. Yeah, now, once Ram. I told that bedroom door, the camera's got to go. <laughs> now, Ram, the next time that you are wrestling here in Miami, you have got to, you know, let me come. Let the side effect be a part of it, you know, ringside okay. so we can you stream it live. Okay. That would be, that'd be okay. a wonderful thing. As a matter of fact, um, the next time I'm I'm wrestling, um, I think I'll be wrestling in the Hollywood, near my area, and I think in like another two months or so, and I'll definitely let you Perfect. know about that. 
definitely, because you mm-hmm. know your girl want to, I want the blood and sweat splattered all over me. I want to feel what you're going through, because you know I'm your girl. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that uh, pain, I want to feel half a pain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she say that now. I want she to say that, that now. Yeah, she say that now. When that blood start coming her way, she gonna get up and run to the third, fourteen row, screaming and running. Ram, I want to really thank you for coming on the show and and being supportive, you know, with what I'm doing as well with the science and and being a part of the secret group that I have on Facebook and you know sharing your thoughts on the topics that we place there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being you, and I gratefully appreciate it. Well, you know, the pleasure is all mine. You know, um, I had I had a ball. That's the most fun I had in a minute. Um, like I said, anytime, you know, like I said, you my girl, you know, and, 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 and you good people, sweet daddy. You know, you always have me rolling on Facebook. Me, so, I mean, you know, um, any, anytime I can do something for you guys, man, just let me know, man. I'm right there. Thank you so much, Ram. And, again, before we go, can you provide your contact information for anyone that wants to get in contact with you regarding the school, um, regarding, you know, the movie that you're going to be in that's going to be released soon, and, you know, just regarding anything, how can they get in contact with you? Um, Like I said, uh, like we talked about earlier, um, you keep me on the Facebook, um, you know, um, Ram Man. Um, uh, if you want to send me an email, Ram Man at um, – Excuse me, www.bigram.hotmail.com. And um, my website is also um, under construction right now, but I can still give it to you. Um, it's nwcworld.com. Um, once that get up, you can, um, you know, leave me messages there. So there it is. All right, baby. Good luck. I wish you much success, and I hope the deal that you're trying to break um, in, over there in Jacksonville, you know, transpire and make it happen. We want to see Ram Man on television whooping some ass, okay? <laughs> oh, it's coming, baby. It's coming. Trust me. <laughs> big up, Big Ram. We appreciate it, Big Bro. All right, man. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the show today. Um, I want to thank my guest, Big Ram, Ram Man, as he calls himself. I call him Big Ram. Um, thank you for the caller from New York City. Thank you very much. I hope you are able to connect with um, Ram Man on his Facebook page or via email. And you can catch me here each and every Sunday, which is tomorrow, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the number you can call to listen and speak to us, which is great. You can call this one number to listen if you're not near a computer, and to speak with us. How awesome is that? That number is one three two three seven eight four nine six three five, and you can just lock that in. Just put it under the side effect in your phone, and I'm with you 24-7. You can catch me here every Sunday, sometimes throughout the week with special guests, as you've heard Ram Man. You can reach me at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Sci Effect, and if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me at the Effect at gmail.com. I want to thank my suave and debonair co-host, Sweet Daddy Williams. Yeah, you know what, you know what, you boys happy to, happy to do the damn thing, as always, as always. Thank you, thank you, Sweet Daddy, for making this job easier and fun. Until next week, everybody. Well, actually, until tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is Sunday. Oh, my God, the week has gone fast. Until tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
I'll see you then. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you for joining in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, check us out next time for more fun and more laughs on The Sire.